last few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here and you're going to be glad that you tuned in because we have a hot topic today that is very important for both people who might fall into this category of professionals, as well as to people who might support them or lead them or be on a team with them, right? How can you understand the challenges that Latina professionals face and help them along in their careers? And so I'm excited to have you on the show, Vicki. Thank you for joining us. Vicki Sanchez is an HR expert as well as a coach, and you have taken to working with Latina professionals. So thank you for joining us and tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you very much, Marie, for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to mention my name is Vicki Sanchez. I'm an HR professional. I have been in the industry for almost 18 years. And uh, for the past year, I decided to pursue a, a, a new goal in regards to starting my own company as a consultant. And I provide services for small and medium businesses, a, placing candidates a, for diverse backgrounds and also creating new talent management policies and systems to support organizations. And also I provide coaching services for individuals, especially women that are looking to change careers or are aspiring to uh, insert themselves in, in the workplace. So for me, it, it has been a great experience supporting Latinas and also women as, as a whole. Oh, that's excellent. So how did you decide to go into coaching specifically? Years ago, I was actually being mentored by a friend of mine. And one of the conversations that we had, she told me, I, I think that you should... Um, um, provide coaching. I think that you're very passionate about the HR field and also supporting women. Um, I was working in corporate America and uh, I was able to have uh, um, much influence in corporate uh, in regards to providing support to women so they can have a seat in the table in conversations. So she told me that you should, you know, uh, aspire to become a coach. That's why I decided to start learning and educating myself in that field. Yeah, and you have, you've dedicated yourself to that coaching. And then, as you said, kind of niched down into working specifically with Latin American women or Latina women. Tell me, I know that that term has, you know, it's going to mean different things for different people, but can you give us a little bit about what you mean by when you say Latina professionals? When I mean Latinas, is where we come from different backgrounds. It will define basically those that speak um, Spanish or um, speak especially um, different languages. And uh, we come either from Latin America or for the Caribbean or living U.S., but has some background or relations for family or members of our family that are representative of the Latino community. And this population faces some specific challenges in the workplace. Tell us a little bit about some of those. Yeah, as you know, women's overall um, has some specific challenges within the organization, but Latina itself, um, we, in terms of the overall opportunities in order to gain access to better quality of job, uh, entering the workforce and, and having that opportunity to grow, in a scale within the leadership um, and C-suites opportunities are very limited. In terms of representation, we, you know, for every 100 men that are promoted, uh, we are within 75 that are promoted in managers' uh, roles. Um, so there is a significant gap. And not talking about the pay gap, which is significant because we are earning 50 cents uh, 57 cents for each dollar that a white man earns. So um, that put us in a very um, disadvantaged position, uh, meaning that we are, uh, it will take, you know, much years for us to get to that point and also have better quality of life and supporting um, our families. 
Yeah, the challenges that, as you said, for women are there, and then you add in any kind of additional challenge, minority status, which shouldn't be a challenge, but here we are, right? And when we think about those challenges that women face, what are some of the, or Latina professionals specifically, what are some of the tips that you give them, some of the common actions that you're coaching them to take? Well, I typically, uh, you know, basically we start with self-awareness, you know, is is the first thing that we as a coach have to, um, to understand what we, what is the, you know, to start for them to aware themselves that what is it that you're looking for? What are your aspirations? Sometimes they feel that they are scared to ask for something and they don't feel empowered to uh, because, you know, they need their job in order to support their family. Most of the Latina women are um, basically supporting families, are single mothers, are um, helping uh, elderly and supporting, um, you know, uh, family as a whole. So they are very scared and they, they need the job. And sometimes asking for something is very difficult and challenging. So basically empower them and getting that sense that they are capable or asking for the things that everyone asks, uh, but sometimes they don't feel encouraged to do uh, because they don't want it to lose uh, whatever they have in hall and in hand, which is, uh, it is a job. And, uh, and also guide them, um, providing a guiding and a structure and strategy in order for them to select and choose the companies that they wanted to work and find uh, a place that they can be successful and a scale within the business. Um, so this, that's basically uh, what I do. I, I, I support them and facilitate the process so they uh, find a career that actually meaningful and passionate about. Yeah, and what I love about the work that you're doing is obviously you're working with the Latina professional, but it sounds like you're also working with the organizations because there's some systemic or organizational change that needs to happen around these issues as well, right? Yes, of course. Um, I think it is critical, as you know, um, the, in order for us to create a diverse environment, a diverse culture, we need to take in consideration all uh, the people within the organization, having those conversations be open in regards to our policies, our processes, just to assure that we are offering the same um, inequitable um, process to everyone from the hiring through their retiring. Um, so we are uh, mindful in, in terms of what we are doing in creating a system that support employees throughout all their life cycle. Um, so it's, it's very critical that companies now take in consideration all the aspects, especially in this diverse culture. Yeah. What would be a couple of tips you'd give a leader who might not be Latina, but is trying to build a team that's more equitable? That um, we all need supporters, uh, people that that actually are advocate uh, for that. And and I think that as a leader, you have to promote um, everyone in your team, be inclusive, taking consideration the opinions of others, and um, when making decisions or making changes or in, that is impacting the uh, employees. Um, have uh, diverse teams that um, you have ideas from from everyone, and uh, that you are you know taking. Um, and be if ask them to be so, to feel empowered, so they can support those initiatives, and you can have a diverse organization and support that e- equity and inclusively uh, within the the business. And also having conversations um, that you know how you're feeling, what we can do to support you, and um, and also be a supporting in regards to their development. Um, ask you know if there is an opportunity. Um, just name a, a, a Latina or, or name a, a woman just to sit down and having um, as, as part of, of their career progress. So you can also be an advocate and, and eliminate that, that bias in regards to women's leadership positions. Yes, yes. It does take an active role, right? The leader is going to have to take an active role in building that awareness around their team and around the mm-hmm. challenges that women, Latina women, Black women face when they're in that place to try to make an advancement. And any other tips you would give for that Latina professional to advance their career? Sure. I think that um, it is important for them to look for companies that actually promote the equality. Um, I think that there are many now that are very vocal, that have 
are being posted in social media, that are looking to have a diverse talents within their pipeline. So considering applying to those companies that will actually, um, uh, you know, care for those employees and help you promote your career. Um, know your, the law within your con- uh, country or location or state. Um, just to assure that when you're being asked during an interview, what is your salary expectation, or you are actually aware that there's some states that are, are prohibited to, to um, answer that questions. And so you don't rely on salary history in order to uh, get another promotion or ask for a new job. Um, make your voice here, having conversations, be open in regards, and ask sometimes what I'm saying, I've been repeatedly saying, sometimes we forgot to ask, we are scared to ask and have, you know, co-workers um, asking about salary, about um, what other opportunities they see that they can um, uh, be promoted to. So um, they, they can find that um, space for them and, and also grow their career uh, within, you know, the industry and, and the job that they are passionate about. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll dive a little further into that salary gap and what uh, Latina professionals can do to close that gap. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant and today we're talking with vicky sanchez about how Latino professionals can advance their career. Now, Vicki, you have a background in HR, and so you bring kind of a unique lens to this. You're helping companies with their HR strategy, as well as coaching women who are advancing their careers. And I also love, you know, you've got your PhD in in, in industrial organizational psychology. So you're taking a very um, data-based approach to this. And you mentioned earlier the number. What is the salary gap for Latino women in the U.S.? So, um, Marie, we are earning basically 55 to 57 uh, cents for each dollar a man's earns. So it takes basically two years um, or a year and a half for us to get to that uh, same salary. Uh, so it's, it's basically hurting um, the Latina professionals and, and also the Black women within the organizations because it's, it's just put us in a very um, disadvantaged position since we are not earning the same salary and it will take you know, a lot for us to get to that 
Um, and uh, many of them, as I mentioned, women are singles at the heads of the households and are, are, are living in poverty. Um, and when, when we take that in consideration, we are missing um, a lot of opportunities uh, for women to actually have a better quality of life because of that. Yeah, and that the challenges, the, the stress and the schedule constraints that being the head of household also causes, that can even exacerbate this is the problem, right? Because now taking mm-hmm. on additional opportunities or stepping up to do that new project may not be realistic if I'm the head of the household and I have to take care of the, the kids, make sure they get picked up from school and have everything set for that in addition to being trying to be the career woman. So we'll come back a little bit to that. But when we talk about salary specifically, what are the steps that a Latina woman can take to make sure they're prepared for and can negotiate that salary at an offer or at a promotion? Um, I think that it's very critical for them to understand um, and compare what is their market value. And it's important to do that salary research you, you, using the tools that we have as Payscale, Salary.com, and those alternatives that provide some um, data in regards to salary and comparison, but also having conversations. If they are within an organization, it is important that they have those conversations with coworkers, with their leaders, to understand what is the current market rate for that role, understanding what are the um, uh, what is the grade or pay grade for, for that position that they are looking or aspiring to. So they understand where are they in regards to that. So um, they understand also how they can ask for, for a, an increase. Also, um, it is important for them to back it up with data. If they are requesting a, an increase within their company, they needed to have bad, uh, data in regards to what they have done, what they have provided, what results they have shown. Um, and, and have uh, achieved within their careers to support that increase. But if also if they are new and they are aspiring uh, a position and they are searching for, understand what is their market value so they can ask for that position. Now, as you know, there is a salary ban in some states and countries that, that, uh, that does not require us to state what is the salary history nor the, the previous salary, and it allows us to have so, so much transparency and, and a starting point for us to negotiate better in regards to those offers. Yeah, and those salary transparency laws have really helped because now you can see what salaries are being offered in New York, California, Colorado. California, Colorado was one of the first. Mm-hmm. And I think Colorado is particularly helpful since it's in the middle of the country. You can compare and yes. contrast that with New York and California. And now you don't just have to use salary.com or Glassdoor where someone's reporting, but you can mm-hmm. see the actual position posted. No, that that it has... Um, um, opens more information and data for us to negotiate for everyone, basically. All the workers have now that data that they can negotiate because um, you, you don't know how much you're, um, you know, um, not earning or less earning because you, you don't know where, where is actually the starting point. So uh, sometimes when, when I coach them, they ask 20, 30% less than the starting point of the salary because they don't know. Um, and, and they are taking in consideration their current salary. So uh, when we negotiate and we understand the market, we can um, provide better salaries and also uh, do better negotiations. Excellent. So when someone's going to go in and have that conversation, and let's talk about a promotion because a promotion is a little bit more challenging for some people than mm-hmm. negotiating salary when you're looking for a job. And we want to get that promotion. We want to get that increase in salary. What are some ways that we can do that and bring up our research, which may feel a little awkward since we're already there? Yes. Um, I think that um, some organizations already have a, you know, coaching sessions on a monthly basis or, or having performance review as part of their process. And I think that you have to um, identify the right time to have those conversations but be uh, intentional in regards to what you're asking for and have that documentation, that research, um, that support what you're asking for. 
And I think that it's, it's relevant that you have um, everything documented because sometimes we forget about what we have accomplished during the year and we wait for a year to have those discussions. So it's important to keep a file, everything documented, update your resume or your achievement during every quarter or every month so you know exactly what you have achieved, how much you save, how much you earn, how much you accomplish. And that data supports uh, whatever is the discussion that you're having. Setting a time with your leader, having that conversation, being intentional in regards to that, and make the formal requests. Sometimes we ask, but it's very informal and not um, it's not documented. Um, you know, have a conversation. And then after that, um, send an email. Um, this is based on our conversations. This was our discussion. This is my request based on this, 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 this. And, uh, and this is my expectation. Um, currently, there is a, a very, uh, this is a great moment to do so because the challenge that uh, our companies are facing because there is not enough talent. So you get the leverage to negotiate a better salary because, you know, it will cost most uh, to the company to bring a new talent uh, with your specific skills and, and your experience. So this is a great time. And back it up. And, and, and if you get that salary, um, you know, uh, be grateful for that and, and, and consider is, if it is something that uh, meets your expectation. If not, then you need to reevaluate if it is you wanted to continue with the company or look for other opportunities outside that business. Yeah, I love that. And to be intentional, when is it the right time to have that discussion? Sometimes it's during the performance review, but a lot of times the salary conversation is better had outside of that review. Um, and knowing the tempo in your office, I don't know if you find that offices have like these are the times where they are budgeting or they're they're doing something where it makes sense to get in before that or you might be mm-hmm. out for another year. Yes, no, completely agree. If, you know, it, it is important to know the timing um, because it, it will definitely increase your opportunities to get an increase. So the other piece that goes along with the promotion, of course, isn't just the salary. And so what do you tell women who are coming into you and they're saying, I, I want a promotion, or maybe I feel like I'm being passed over for a promotion. What do I do? Um, I think that they need to ask themselves if they wanted to remain in that company, uh, because sometimes um, you have been with a company for many years. They have bring people from outside and um, you're ready for a promotion, but they continue not taking you in consideration. Um, you need to evaluate if that's the place that you wanted to continue being, um, first of all. And if it is, then um, you have to have those conversations, asking for it. Um, sometimes when we do the, um, the talent evaluation um, as an HR, sometimes we're looking for people but uh, we don't know if you're interested to getting a promotion or you're open to relocate or you are uh, willing to take that next step because we don't have that information. We rely mainly on the leaderships, uh, on the leaders within the organizations to provide that data so we can you know, identify high potentials, those that are going to move around within the organization or accept new, new projects or positions. Um, and, um, we are not, we, we cannot remind. So it is important to, to, you, you know, to have those conversations, to ask for it. I want this position or I aspire to become a manager or leader or get to the CC, uh, suite position within this time frame. So we are aware of that. And when we are having those discussions, you are being considered, um, as part of, of your development, um, and also identify what are you, your career gaps? So you know exactly what is it that you need in order to be uh, that successor in that uh, plan. So you close those gaps um, and you're ready for taking a position within a year or within three years. So depending on, on the plan. Yeah, that's great. So figuring out what you want, mm-hmm. what do you need to get there? And then making sure that people around you know that what that's what you want, because otherwise there's no way for them to invite you to those, those seats. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, Vicki, about how people can connect with you, whether they're a leader or an organization looking for coaching or consulting, how can they find you and follow the work that you're doing? Well, um, you can follow me in, on LinkedIn as Vicki Sanchez. Um, yeah, basically that's where I, 
I engage most, uh, but I also have a IG um, Instagram account in, in which I can pro- uh, I, I which in which I provide um, coaching uh, and tips and career advice for people that are looking to uh, grow, change careers, and also uh, resume tips. So basically, you can follow me in either Instagram or um, LinkedIn. Excellent. And the name of your company and your website again? Yes, my, the name of my company is Talentos, meaning uh, talent in Espanol, in Spanish. So you can find me in www.the, um, in English, talentos.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your tips today and just that idea that there are This is the way that Latina professionals can take action for themselves to close that gap. And then here you also offered some tips of ways that organizations can provide the right culture and context for organizations to build that into their leadership as well, to have more diversity in their leadership. So love both of that. Thank you so much for joining us here. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the salary negotiation conversation and uh, we'll say goodbye to Vicky. Vicky, thank you so much. And we'll thank be right back. Yeah, thank you. Thank we'll you. be right back here on The Career Confidant. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America business channel you are tuned in to the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we had been talking with Vicki Sanchez about how to help Latina professionals advance in their careers. And we were talking a little bit about advancement and asking for that promotion, making sure people know what you want to do. And when we were talking about that, I had uh, kind of mentioned earlier that if someone is a head of household single mother or whatever that might be, or even a dual earning household right now, the challenge can be that you've got all of those responsibilities, life responsibilities on top of work. And so how do you navigate that? And when you're thinking about getting a promotion, one of the things that we usually tell people is go and offer to you know be on a different project or expand your purview where you get exposed to more in the organization, but they also get to see you, those people in the organization that may most most likely aren't seeing you daily. Join a project, volunteer to do something extra. Of course, the challenge is that if you are, if you're time constrained, that may not be possible. 
However, I would encourage you to still think about and, and explore opportunities where they might not require necessarily extra time, or that time might be flexible, or you might be able to get you know out of one thing to be able to do something else. So could you delegate part of this project, which is going to show those leadership skills people are wanting to see so that you might participate on this other project during, hopefully during the same work hours, but be able to get that bigger visibility. So whether that's a cross organizational project or a higher level project, finding those opportunities to just build your visibility inside the organization person to person. So being on those meetings, being visible. So even if you're on Zoom, encourage yourself and challenge yourself to show up on video. I know today it can be tempting for us to just turn on our name or turn on our our picture and, and sit back or eat lunch at the same time or whatever. But I would encourage you to spend at least part of that meeting on video to be active in the chat to talk during the meetings and figure out how to build that visibility and wider within your your organization. If you're thinking about a promotion, you don't just want your current boss advocating for you. You need your boss's boss advocating for you, or maybe even those kind of more matrix leadership roles where they're interacting with that role or maybe on the hiring panel for that role. The bigger your, your visibility internally, and not just visible, but visible for the right reasons. So volunteering for projects that use the skill sets that you want to build, that aim in the direction that you want to go, projects that give you that opportunity to use those skills and to be visible for using those skills. That's what you're looking for because the promotion may not be linear, right? Today, it may be in a different department. It may be the step up in a different group. And that is going to require that oppor- that those opportunities for you to build that visibility. So looking for those, and even if you are time constrained, figuring out ways that you might na- navigate that, having that conversation with your boss, figuring out if there are other things you could delegate so that you might take on that new project. Again, that's a win-win because they get to see your delegation skills in addition to getting that bigger visibility for whatever the project is that you might join. So once we've done that and we've really started to build our, we we need to build our credibility and our visibility within the organization, then we can start having those conversations around what does that step look like? How do you access those opportunities? And you might have those conversations with your boss. You may also have those conversations with those people that you meet through those opportunities. So finding that boss's boss or that matrix leader who may have the opportunity to be a mentor to you, have an additional conversation. You know, the word mentor can sometimes scare people off. So it doesn't need to be formal, official, but just having that conversation around how do you get to this level within this organization? What does the path look like for someone like me who wants to move into this kind of role When you have those types of conversations, it's very exploratory and easy to have with that person. It's not, you know, oh, will you help me necessarily yet? And it gives them that visibility to the fact that you, that's what you're looking to do. Those exploratory kind of mentorship conversations within your organization being very helpful for for all of those reasons. So when you're thinking about that next step, what skills is it going to use? And Vicki pointed out, you know, what's the gap between where you are now and the skills or connections that this new position requires? Because it isn't, of course, just what you know, it's who you know and who knows you. And those mentors or, you know, other people inside your organization can also help you identify who needs to know you for you to get that opportunity, for you to be known and be visible for that opportunity. And this is often where women and and other underrepresented populations can struggle is that they don't necessarily have the network with the organizational's decision makers tend to be white male. And so figuring out how you build relationships and, and integrate into those groups, because we tend to have 
work friends and friend friends that are like us. The challenge is, is that then we don't have the relationships and the advocates in those groups of decision makers who can speak on our behalf and invite us into the conversations. And, and if we don't, if they don't know us and they don't know what we want to do, they can't do that. And so the more we can build relationships with that level of individual who can make those introductions for us, then we can access those opportunities. And of course, as more diverse individuals get into leadership, the easier it will be for us to have those conversations and they can serve as advocates for us. Although we don't want to put it all on, you know, that one diverse person on the leadership team to be the diverse recruiter, building relationships with other people on those teams will help us and help them make their case as well to get more leader, to get more diverse people on the leadership teams. So how do we do that? We identify those individuals. We start building the relationships, you uh, connecting through our existing connections and getting introductions, having that be as organic of a process as possible when, when possible. And then of course, not being afraid to just reach out and forge a relationship by asking someone to take 30 minutes or a lunch and chat with us about that path inside the organization. What does it look like to be a marketing manager? How does someone get to be that? And having those conversations to understand the path. And of course, you're already on the path. You'll have much better questions than that. But that's the general idea. So when we sit down to negotiate salary, uh, Vicki just had some great points about, especially internally, understanding the, the structure and the timing What does your organization do? What does that look like? Some organizations only give raises at certain times of year. What are your options when it's not that time of year? Can you do a level bump? What are the other structures within the organization that would allow for you to keep moving in the right direction, even if it's not the budgetary set-aside time to do salary Maybe it's a time where you could get this done or that done or start on the paperwork to do this or understand what needs to be done to be ready when it's time for the salary bumps. Really understanding the organizational structure and maybe even going to human resources inside your organization, oftentimes an untapped or uh, uh, resource because people don't think about it but your HR person is going to know the steps. They're going to know the, the timing. They're going to know the process. They may not have any power, but in some ways that makes them maybe it's easier for them to share the steps in the process because they're not invested. They're, they don't, they can't help or hurt you. Go to them asking about the process, asking about the paperwork side of things. And you might have a advocate on your side. And now, of course, you have someone that knows what your path is, what you're looking for, and and perhaps that you're looking to make a move. So if there's something internally where they're looking for someone, now you may have an HR person saying, hey, I know this person internally is looking. Maybe this would be a good fit for them and we can share that opportunity with them as well. Never hurts to have as many conversations as possible as long as you have the dual focus of your progression and the company's benefit in those conversations. It can't just be all about you because then people feel like it's um, one-sided and maybe you're just give me this or else I'm going to leave it. It can feel very combative. But if it's trying to figure out where might you add value the best for an organization, what actual what, you know things could you do to take initiative and also add value to the organization and move yourself along when it's that win-win type of uh, exploration, you're going to have much better conversations with people, but don't be afraid to talk to you know people outside of your direct boss and don't be afraid to go out and reach out to HR. Always want to talk to your boss first, of course, so they understand what's going on and that conversation teaches us so much and people say, Oh, you know, Um, I don't feel comfortable. Well, what's going to happen when you move organizations and 
you'll be in that same situation. Now, if there's a really bad relationship with your boss or things there are not great, there may be reason not to do that. But I'd say give your boss a chance because you might realize that they are different than you thought. And perhaps they will realize something about you they didn't notice that will change that interaction as well. What does that look like and how do you walk through that? Of course, a great time to engage one of your mentors or a coach in for your specific situation. How do you want to address that? And just opening the door first to these are the things that you like to do. This is what you want more of in your role. How could you work together on that? Seeing how your boss responds to that type of conversation before you take it any deeper or talk about promotion. Start with the initial conversation of wanting more. What do you want more of and how might they support you in that? And you'll see right away how that conversation is going to go and if it's something that you can pursue further. When you're thinking about making an internal move, and you'll say, Murray, you'd spend a lot of time on this today. It's because there's a lot of internal opportunity right now. And, you know, the data shows that people are getting bigger salaries, et cetera, when they're leaving. And I don't know that that is necessary. I think a lot of it is because people don't know how to have the internal conversations. And so I'm encouraging people to attempt those internal conversations because that is, there is a lot of data that shows people like to hire internal talent before external. And so those data points just aren't matching up right now. We like internal, they post internal first, they hire internal, and then, oh, wait, your best salary is external. And I think part of the gap there, at least, is our individual skills in having these conversations, in approaching our boss to understand the gap and how to fill it and also in building our network broader inside the organization because those internal moves may not be directly up those internal moves might be over and up or over with the thought that then you can go up because of the internal shifts that are happening we may just not know how to access those so Think about how you might access those first. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about salary negotiation in more of a job search situation. And you may have heard, and I'm guessing I've said it at some point on this show, that you know he who mentions numbers first loses or she who mentions number first loses. We're going to talk about why that's not always true and what you can do to maximize your offer, not just in salary, but beyond when you're negotiating at your interview. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on Finding Certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. (laughs) 
Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about salary negotiation. And the kind of age old thing that career coaches have said is that the person who talks numbers first loses. However, the caveat is that sometimes if you really know what you're looking for and you have great research, you can take a little bit more aggressive approach, if you will, by stating that number first. The challenge is how good is your research? Because if you don't really know the right range, if you say the number first, you could be under and, of course, lose out on that opportunity. Or you could be way over and lose out on the opportunity of getting the job. What we typically recommend people do is, of course, do your research, have a researched range in mind. And I've been making this point really clearly recently. Do not just use websites. Websites are a great place to start. Salary.com, Glassdoor.com, you know, you can use those types of of sites to get a general idea, but then I really want you going out and talking to some people in the field to understand what's reality in that salary, because things are all over the place right now. It is really volatile in most markets right now in terms of salary from, you know, it was going up and we're having these huge raises to now people are getting offers that are significantly less than they were expecting. Talk to some people in the field. Now, here is the benefit of doing your research. You don't have to go out and ask someone what they make. You go out and you ask them, here is what I've researched is a a range for this level of person, this many years of experience or this type of role, whatever kind of research you can do. Is that accurate? Do you feel like that's accurate right now? Then instead of them having to tell you what they make, they can just reality check your number. No, what I'm seeing is this or yes. And they don't have to divulge any personal information to tell you whether or not your research is reality right now. Great if you can talk to people in the field, in the companies you're interested in, Obviously, these are going to be people you want to have some kind of relationship with, probably not a cold call to ask that type of question, but you may, if you've got a great conversation going with someone that you connected cold, you may be able to ask that question. But you likely have colleagues or former colleagues that you could have that conversation with. Is this still what they're seeing in that market? Or can they introduce you to someone that might be in a new industry you're looking at where you could ask that similar question? Do your research. And then reality check that number with someone who's in that field right now. There are pros and cons, of course, to how you negotiate. When you say the number first, if you have a really good research, you might be able to kind of command that number. And you may also be able to not waste anyone's time if it just isn't going to be a good fit. When you have a a number in mind, but you wait to share it, then you can see if they will share the range first. And as Vicki and I were talking, there are companies that have to put the range out there now in certain states across the US. And so you can use those job ads to do some of your research. And then you can know what the range might be. If you're working with a company that doesn't have to put their range out there, you can ask them what the range is. That's always the first question when salary comes up. I'm sure you have a range budgeted for this role 
or, you know, most companies have the salary ranges defined. What do you have defined as the salary ranges for this role? And see if they will share that with you. It's always the first question I have clients ask because it gives you that opportunity to see if they'll, they'll share the range. And sometimes they will. And of course, sometimes they won't. Then the second thing that you can do is share the range that you've researched. I'd like to tell people to give about a $10,000 range. So I've researched that roles in, in this location and industry tend to start from 50 and go up to around $60,000. When you give that range, it's broad. It's not saying this is what I'm looking for. And it gives you that opportunity to have a conversation within that range, or maybe even a little bit below or above, depending on what's going on in the role. It does put you in a box. And that's why it's great to delay it if you can, because you might be sharing a lower range than what the position is actually offered. Of course, you might be sharing a higher range than what the position is offering, and that can bring in challenges as well. When you do the range, it shows that you're flexible. You do not negotiate salary until you get an offer. Most of the time when people are asking you those initial questions before you have an offer around salary, you can share a range. You can ask questions. You can ask them, you know, what they're expecting to pay. You can make a statement that you'd rather discuss salary when you've decided that you're the right person for the role. All of those are techniques that people can try. When you get to stating that range, usually that's from a a person who's doing a screen or an HR person, and likely they'll just write it down and move on. Sometimes they'll say, "Mm, that might be a little bit above or below, And then you may want to have that response. So I'll look forward to discussing that when we decide I'm the right person for this role. When you get the offer, that's when you negotiate. And that negotiation, again, isn't just about salary. It's also about all of the other benefits and perks that come along with the job. Vacation time, the um, retirement, medical, dental, Anything that might be an opportunity to to negotiate, then that is on the table after you get the offer. That puts you in that position of power. They've said that you want you that they want you. Likely, there's not very many other candidates waiting around, so they are encouraged to negotiate with you and find something that can work for both of you. Remember that this is a collaborative conversation. We're not talking or else. Um, unless you're really in a really aggressive position, most of the time it's how can we work together to get closer to coming with your numbers and your research, understanding how you meet or exceed the qualifications for the role so that you can be in a position to negotiate and have that conversation. We are excited. We've got a lineup of guests for the rest of the year here in 2022. And we look forward to having you back here on The Career Confidant. If you have any other questions or topics that you'd like to hear or feedback on the show, please do email me, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.